Hello there, ringside group. Hello there, ringside crew. Hey, dudes at ringside crew. This is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Elsie. This is the savage juggernaut, Tamaku. Ringside! Ring! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Sartz. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adler. It's the headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dicker. This is According to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Sure Catherine Sachs. Where you are watching the internationally known. It's at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome. To the birthday celebration for the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast, I am your host, Joe. I'm your party host, Joe the Panther the Third. And now for our Murray Balloon streamer colored metal, metal mountain, it's the happy celebrational geek himself, the metal geek. What's going on, Ringside crew? What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today? Good, happy birthday, man! Thanks, man. Like, thanks, thanks. I was gonna add more to my intro, but I want to get all sentimental. Like, I, again, dude, I've been with you on this road for twenty-five years, and it's like insane, man. That me and you've been on this road. Now we're doing this podcast, but you, you want to introduce one of our party guests? Let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to one of the podcast good friends of the podcast. According to Woods. What's good, party people? Holy smokes. I am honored. I'm honored to be here for Metal Geek's 187th birthday celebration. Right? I mean, I did the math in my head. You guys have known each other for 25 years. So you got to be at least 187. I'm sure Homicide, you know, the NWA junior heavyweight champion uh, is is familiar with uh, your 187th birthday because he wears it on all of his shirts and all that jazz. But happy birthday, Metal Geek. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for joining us, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. It's uh, it's nice to see you. I'm glad to to know that you're born. I'm glad to know that, I mean, there are things that aren't done during the pandemic that are not supposed to be done post-pandemic. It's all weird. It's all wild and everything like that. But, uh, man, how are you guys doing? Man, Geek, you tell them we're, we're we're out there, man. Like, yeah, right? Been busy, busy, man. Oh, you, you've, been, you've been busy too. I mean, we've been trying to get you on the back on the podcast for a while. You're trying to do a podcast month, but we knew you're a busy man, busy guy. <laughs> it's juggling uh, some projects and then kind of falling behind in some other stuff. I feel like, yeah, the the professional life gets all awesome, and then essentially the uh, the. Um, uh, personal life, you know, like I'm like, ah, my kids are grown. Holy crap, they're at eye level with me. What what's going on? Like my grandkids are growing. It's it's all weird and whatever. I'm trying to figure out how to schedule everything, you know. But I, I wish I could be like you guys, man. Like literally podcast a day. That's some discipline that you guys are doing. It's it's hard because like we both have day jobs and where I work. The, there's like there's Wi-Fi, but they don't let us in. And the area that my keyboard is is the Wi-Fi is at a guy back basura, and I don't hear anything till I 
get up the hill and get to my house. And then I start seeing the messages go. I'm like, oh, new friends, friends, <laughs> friends, <laughs> or people want to say hi, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, and it's, uh, you know, that's the, I guess, the double-edged sword, right? Because mm -hmm. this is why you got into it, right? I would assume, mm -hmm. you know, you guys obviously have loved wrestling for a good portion of your lives, right? But then figuring out, hey, maybe I don't want to be a wrestler. Maybe I don't want to be a manager. Where do I fit in? Where can I translate my love for this great sport, you know, under the, the, the squared circle? And how do I figure out a way to contribute in a way that isn't the traditional, you know, not the referee, not the commentator, not the whatever. And that's a very similar journey that I took. Like, I was like, I got all this wrestling in my brain and everything like that. And I want to talk to people and, and compare notes and see if they know as much as me or I know as much as them or just get their backstories beyond what you see. Because there have been people that I know um, that when I see them on TV, I'm like, ah, oh, boo that guy. They suck. Right or brow or you know non-binary or whatever, and then meeting them in person, I'm like, oh my god, you're so cool. You know, there there might have been some uh, some uh, some wrestlers, right? That I that work for a, a pretty well-known promotion. That well-known promotion might be running a show tonight. I'm just saying, right? Not not name dropping, whatever. But uh, when they came out to the West Coast and whatever and. We had some uh, some adult beverages, you know, in the hotel bar and whatever. And I won't disclose which hotel that is, you know, but it's <laughs> it's it's it might be close to the airport. But in, in any event, I was just like I didn't understand them when I saw them on TV, and then drinking with them and breaking bread, I'm like, they're good brothers, they're good sisters, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, so much so that uh, one good brothered, uh, you know, tickets to. The uh, the Ontario show, the uh, Rampage, right? Yeah, and then, yeah. oh my gosh! And then uh, talk about a good brother, Chris Van Vliet. That's yeah. a good brother. Like jellies. Uh, I want to meet Chris. I heard he's an yeah. absolute. He yeah. is a gem of a person. All, all of the success that he's. I mean, you got to remember, even before he was doing wrestling, you know, he was an entertainment reporter. Right. So he's interviewed Oscar winners and, you know, uh, rock stars and, you know, uh, Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame recipients and Grammy winners and what have you. So and then he comes into this space and, and absolutely, absolutely, you know, just crushes it. And I love that. Right. The Chris Van Vliet's, the Renee Paquette's. And these are people that I look up to along with you guys. Right. Yeah. That I look up to and go like. I want to be a better podcaster, you know, like Rogan, there's, you know, Joey Diaz. And that's the cool thing about podcasts. You you can't, you don't have to limit yourself to anything. You know, oh. one thing that I learned from Rogan is you might have an MMA fighter one day. You might have a wrestler that day. You might have, you know, a, a small business owner, whatever. It's whoever you want to talk to, whoever has an interesting story. And that's, during the course of my, what, 550 episodes in 22 months, that's like 2,300 hours of podcast of content, right? I was just like, I just want to know people's stories, especially this crazy pandemic that we were going through at the time. I was just like, first off, I want to see if they're okay. Second off, like, 
what's their story? Because I know them, but I don't really know them. Got you, got you. But yeah. yeah. So, so if you want to talk about your experience at AEW, that I mean, you got to witness one of the best promos from MJF ever live, and seeing that. Live. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh! So that was amazing, and it was already amazing to be at my hometown arena. I grew up in Inglewood, California. It's Inglewood, not LA. And boo the young bucks because you guys grew up in Rancho Cucamonga. You know the difference. It's not LA. It's Inglewood. It's a, just outside of LA, you know, like a you know, three miles from LAX. But in any event, um, it wasn't until I got a message from you, Geek, that there was parts of the MJF promo that got cut out. We heard everything live and we were just like, what the heck? Well, the first part of it was the fact that um, the the first part of it was they said that MJF was going to appear via satellite, and that that was the promo that they were running because they did I think one or two dark matches, you know, AEW dark matches, and mm-hmm. they kept on flashing the graphic like MJF via studio, you know, you know via satellite or whatever, right? So when they and even going into commercial, that's what they showed in the arena, MJF via satellite. And then like 90 seconds later, his music hits and he comes out and we're just like, what the heck? Like that's like you're supposed to be via satellite. So we knew we were in something special. And that was the the, the tail end, the ass end of uh, essentially their Vegas pay-per-view. I can't remember. It was double or nothing or whatever right where he you know there was a lot of stuff going around the dirt sheets and the rumor bills of mjf status so the fact that he was there was just like oh wow right and anybody that says that aew can't create stars mjf that's a star he already got his status before anything because the way he presents himself in the ring and the way he does his movements and his hands and the way he talks yeah it, that, and he's 24. Yeah, he's a baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like him and like Tyler Bate, like they're so young. Even Pete Dunn is like mid 20s, you know? Yeah, like mid 20s, maybe 27 at max, you know? But they're 15 year veterans. I'm just like, it just boggles my mind. But yeah, so MJF, who, you know, he cuts his promo. And it was just wild to me because I don't know if you guys got it, you know, viewing it on TV, on TNT. But essentially what happened was um, the first match was a six-man tag. It was like FTR and Punk versus, man, I can't even remember. Might have been Jericho Mm -hmm. and whatever. But I can't even remember because, like, anything that happened pre-MJF is just out of sight, out of mind. Because that that was just it. So CM Punk who had just wrestled a match before essentially ends up running out and chasing MJF off, which again, if you're a wrestling historian, you're like MJF. I mean, it was CM Punk that stuck it to the man, to Vince McMahon, you know, if you will. And, uh, you know, won the title from John Cena at money in the bank in Chicago, and then took it and went home. So CM Punk is the guy to run MJF off. Like that, you know, just, Storyline, it was booking, just a booking faux pas. But then again, maybe that makes you believe. Like if MJ, uh, if CM Punk is running out, you know, after MJF, maybe this isn't a work. Maybe this is a shoot, you know. 
But uh, and we haven't seen MJF since. You know, think about all the the uh, the uh, what is it injuries leading up to Forbidden Door. No MJF, right? Think about you know Punk breaking his foot, which I think Punk. There was a point where Punk came out and did a promo, right? And he jumped into the crowd, right at yeah. the forum. I think that's when he he broke his his foot because if you look at the footage his the foot that is essentially injured and broken um it hit the guardrail as mm. he leapt from the the stage into the crowd so uh and then it couldn't have been any better because he had missed a what is it a, a, a buckshot lariat you know and kind of crumpled the night before at the at the pay-per-view and then in the tag match also did the same thing, you know, landed on it pretty hard because the very next night in Ontario, that's when he cuts that promo, you know, and Ontario, California, it's a stone throw away from the young bucks home of Rancho Cucamonga, but it's not a huge market. You know, it's like uh, Albany, New York, right. Yeah, it's yeah. so out, outside of, you know, the LA region that, you know, most people don't counter it you know, count it as LA and the fact that, uh, you know, the world champion and that CM Punk comes to what many would regard as a C town, maybe even a D town, mm. you know, you knew something was up. So, you know, two back-to-back -back promos, right? Two back-to-back -back promos, the MJF promo and then the pseudo uh, CM Punk, uh, not retirement, but it, it could have been a relinquishment of the AEW world title. Again, like, to be a part of wrestling history, not once, but twice in literally 48 hours, I can't even believe it. Do you think the whole the MJF thing is a work? Because I still I still think it's a work to to my knowledge. I still think he's gonna challenge for the, the title at all out. Well, if that were the case, right, wouldn't wouldn't it behoove MJF to walk into the interim title? Right, because they need you know, Punk is injured, you know, and Punk is the one who ran him off in his last time on TV. Well, why didn't he insert himself in you know the, the interim title picture and then go off and fight Tanahashi, go off and fight um what is it, mock actually punk when he returns right like yeah. and rebuild their feud um honestly i don't know if it's a work or a shoot it, and then again i don't want to know what what do you what do you think joe do you think the the mgf thing is a work or a shoot? I, I think i told geek when i first saw it i kind of feel like a little work like i feel work mexican work just work 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 it feels like such a work like here's your broom here's your dustpan and go to work <laughs> like here's a microphone, MGF. Just think of stuff that makes you really mad. Like if some if your mom made you mad as a teenager, what did she say to you? And get in the ring to get really mad about nothing. Like that kind of thing. I don't know. So I mean a very interesting theory got posed to me when the you know before the, the LA shows, before the um you know the pay-per-view, right? Where you know, MJF, it could have been a shoot. The whole Twitter interactions and everything like that could have been a complete and utter shoot. And then to get, you know, and the fact that MJF, the day of the pay-per-view, supposedly flew out and then come, it flew back in, right? Or the, the day before the pay-per-view, you know, had a, a ticket to Long Island and then 
you know, came back and did the the favors, did, did yeah, did the favors to Wardlow, right? That could have all been a shoot up until Tony gets him back and come to the arena to do the job, right? So it it, it it's a work that I mean it's a shoot that turned itself into a work. So right? yeah, so it's basically both is what you're saying. It's the thing yeah. it's like yeah, so yeah, they're trying I, I to turn it into a story. Like the whole, you know, MGF going on Era Hawani's podcast and you know, whatever. I, I think he did piss off a lot of people. The the locker room heat that he has, I think that is also legitimate, right? Because if you notice nobody in AEW's locker room, um, and you're not you're not just active wrestlers and personnel you think about like the personnel think about the jerry lynn's the arn anderson's the william regal's you know like whatever you know tully blanchard everybody's mom on this right so maybe he really does have heat backstage you know um but and even the fact that you know to get him to appear in the pay-per-view maybe there's a grease palms that happened with tony khan to mjf and was like you know, to make that happen and for him to appear again in LA, you know, um, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, but that's, I almost don't want to know, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, maybe it's a bit of like Eric Bischoff, right. Cause we've been, you know, uh, doing podcasts with him after 83 weeks on YouTube. So um, Old yeah. Joe gets so jellies every time you say that. I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's I don't even better than ever. Real, I mean, it's, He's awesome. He's awesome. Um, I can't and he's say how many times I would play his theme song when I was in college to after class. I walk in my bedroom and I'm like, I'm back. And like Joe, my friends like, turn off the, the damn song, Joe. But I'm back. I'm better than ever. <laughs> there you go. Your, your opinion don't matter. Shut up, Joe. I would just I would mouth his song like I would go to my friend's house, like, I'm back. And better go. than ever. Yeah. Because your opinion don't matter. There you go. Out of the house, Randy. You're fired. Yeah, but but I mean, again, I that's a you know I'm super fortunate. You know, thanks to Steve Kaufman, Christy Olson, and George Ramosa for letting me sit in. That has become a permanent deal. Uh, You know, um, every you know we're we're shooting tomorrow uh, at. 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, you know, so get your your questions answered by the WWE Hall of Famer himself, you know. And he's been on the According to Woods podcast three times. Like, yeah, if you would have awesome. told if you would have told a 14-year-old me like that would happen, I would have said, I would have slapped you in the face and said, you're stupid. Go somewhere. And it's happening. So I, I don't I'm kind of the luckiest guy on earth, man. John Cena has the the, the Make a Wish, you know, uh, you know, record of how many wishes that were granted. But I feel like my entire career, I'm kind of like a Make a Wish kid. Yeah. Without the disease. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, that's crazy, man. Like to have Eric Bischoff on your podcast, that's just amazing. I know. I know it's hard, and we we've messaged a few people that have an email connected to their Instagram. Like uh, the one you met at that uh, AEW show, I've messaged him like twice on an email, and even te- Instagram messaged messaged him. But I'm not saying never say never, but we would love to have either Bischoff come on our show or the one you bumped in at the AEW show. Which one? Oh, the one um, the one you bumped into, the one that you said uh, you saw. Oh my God, 
Van Vliet? Van Vliet? Yeah, Van Vliet, yeah. Van Vliet. I mean, put put that out there, man. Put the DM out there. You know, if you could call a favor or two or whatever. And I'm sure that Van Vliet gets bombarded, you know, yeah. with with people. Um, you know, I, I don't you know, I, I don't know. Like even me, I, I'm kind of timid. Like, can should I? You know? Yeah. Is he, what he and his his now fiance, uh and, and shout out to both of them. And it's kind of common knowledge that he proposes at the time when I met her, she was his girlfriend. They proposed now they're engaged. Uh they bought a house out here in California. So again, that dude is just a stellar dude, but I'm I'm imagining, right? So if I'm in California, you guys are on the East Coast, right? And we're two podcasts, we represent the three of us represent two podcasts in how many hundreds of thousands of podcasts? Hundred you know, thousands of wrestling podcasts. So I'm sure that guys' DMs are like Gets you know, yeah. So uh, that's what I that's what I think about, you know, and I, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, to have a Josh Barnett, to have a Ashley Evan Smith, to have, you know, an Eric Bischoff or whatever. It's because, like, I kind of had a relationship with them, you know, like Jenny Santana, Jenny Santana. <laughs> she is awesome. That amazing. is the person you're watching this, Jenny, on dude, Mr. Geekin's birthday. Jenny, thank you, Mama. Yes, she's amazing. And again, pre-wrestling and whatever, she's a legit Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt, right? That means she's one belt under a black, right? So she's almost at a mastery of that given sport, you know? And she could be a jerk about it, you know? She's a single mom. Like, there's so many awesome things about her. And then she is getting into wrestling. Like, again, I think the world of her, you know, again, like talk about heroes. I get to meet my heroes every day. She's one of them, you know, and to call her a friend and like, I get a message, you know, like, ah, you're doing good. Like, it's it's just weird and wild and whatever. But I'm sure you guys feel the same way. You yeah. know, I'm honored to even share your your birthday, uh, Geek. Like, yeah. out of all of the... I mean, it's it's nearing a thousand episodes for you guys, man. And I think it's no, yeah. two fifty three. I think two fifty three. Still, that's a hell of a milestone, you know. So, of all the guests, all of the internationally known guests and uh, fans of the dudes at the Ringside Podcast, widow me gets to yeah. be asked on this auspicious occasion of your day of birth. So, again, yeah, yeah. I, I I just appreciate you guys, man, and. Uh, Again, just continue, just continue because, like, what you guys are doing, you guys are a beacon of light and hope to a lot of people, right? There, yeah. you know, there are other, there are people that are overcoming a lot of different things in their life, whether that be mental illness, birth defects, all of these things, right? Yeah. And you guys have both personally and collectively have dealt with your own battles of whatever it is that got you to this point of your life. And you guys are still going. You have a tenacity, a fighting spirit, if you will, that I think dwarfs others, to to be honest with you. There are many times that you guys could have packed it in, but every day you show up. You show up for your guests, you show up for your fan base, and you're you're interactive with them, you know? And I just appreciate you guys because... As I just know that the art of podcasting 
is going to be well, no matter what happens, because you two exist in it. Yeah, because also we not only that we want to help, like help others, like others get into the the podcast game. So we're all, me and Joe are willing to help others because we're like, just we're just good guys like that. You know, people ask me like I'm at work in Kipud, and to Bill asking me, so how do you, how did you how do you get in contact with your guests? I'm like through Instagram or geek get through the Twitter or mm-hmm. anywhere else on Facebook because the referee we had a few weeks ago. From Scotland, the she one. found what's that? Edith, 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 Edith found me through Twitter. She found me and started following me. So she started talking to me, like like Geek talks to you all the time. Yeah, yeah. she started and talking. She started talking show, to both of us. The day of the show, she starts saying something on Facebook, and she adds me on Facebook. I see her her, her outfit. She's wearing in a picture. I'm like, Edith, did we become best friends? And she's like, we're already best friends because of the podcast. And then I sent her a picture of me in my flight suit. And she's like, oh, my God, you're a <laughs> Ghostbusters fan. And our whole episode, I wore my Ghostbusters, if someone asked you if you're a god, you say yes, T-shirt. And she had her, um, what was it, Halloween Horror Night Ghostbusters T-shirt. So we were nerding out and geeks in there like, Wow, yeah, Edith is awesome. What you should, you should yeah. try, try to have you had? Oh my yes. god, I've uh, you know, uh, shout out to Renegade Wrestling. I've seen um, might be commentating some of Edith's work at uh, Renegade Wrestling uh, Rebel as well as No Backup Required. So, uh, just saying that that might be coming on at the uh, Renegade Wrestling Dojo. A YouTube channel, which you go ahead and subscribe. They're an amazing, amazing Scottish-based um, wrestling promotion that caters to uh, fans of all walks of life. Some of the most amazing um, athletes that you could you, you could see. And oh my gosh, the Struther did did Edith tell you about the Struther sisters? Yeah, she did. No, 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 she, no, I, no, no. I think Jay, Jay told us about. Jay it. talked to us about. Jay. It. They are vicious. Oh my yeah. gosh! You're having like creepy wrestler month in October, and she's like, "They'd be perfect for them." For <laughs> they scare me. I, 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 I saw them wrestle, and then they looked at the camera and they said whatever, and I had already pissed down my leg. That, that's how scary <laughs> that they are. You saying. gave me your keys. You gave me your wallet, and I don't. Yeah, lie. and again, it's on a stream. So technically, they're not by me at all. They're a literal half a world away, and it made me pee myself. I'm just saying, yeah. Geek. Oh no. Oh, oh no. You also oh. you also started about me and Joe starting something. Me, I know. I think we might have talked about this. Me and Joe are both people with disabilities. So yeah, and again, the what you guys are doing, you know. You guys are a beacon of light because I'm sure there were times where you didn't feel comfortable in your own skin because you're learning how to, learning how to navigate life in itself is tough, really tough. Then you have you add that other asterisk of having a disability, right? And how, figuring out a way to handle life that is already difficult, but now you have. I wouldn't say a handicap, but definitely there might be there there might be things that kind of single yap, right? Challenge, 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 challenge. Absolutely, that's the word you're using. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you 
have overcome it. You know, you're even to speak. How many able-bodied people won't want to like? If you tell them like, "Hey, you want to go on YouTube and start a podcast?" So, like, if the idea sounds great, and like, do I have to be on camera? And then that, then it's just like, yeah. No, like, no, not yeah, at no all. Thanks. No it thanks. Was, there was yeah. a moment this year, Geek knows somebody was really vicious to us, and like, I'm just gonna say they, they like, we, right. they canceled their episode with us, and we're like, I think that'd be cool. That's fine. They went out and they actually went on Twitter, mm. and they 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 had to try to get us canceled for real. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They tried to get us canceled for re- canceled for real. People started a female referee that's Latino, a Spanish referee canceled on us, and then a whole bunch of people started canceling on us. Geek took it like the dog in the meme that says everything is fine. As you know, myself with my disability with ADD, I could not sleep. I was almost in. I woke up. I woke up in tears, breathing heavy, like my house was on fire. And I didn't know how to get out because of my, my I couldn't feel my move my arms or legs. I was like just <laughs> and I grabbed my phone, I was looking at my phone and everything was nothing was lit up. I was just freaking out because I'm like, this is something that me and Geek have been waiting, dreaming for 25 years to do. We love professional wrestling so much. And we love the indies so much. And all we were trying to do was help you get your name out there. And what you did to us, you spit in our fucking face and you fucking just burnt us. So you know what? As a person with a disability, fuck you and fuck your co- the place you come from, you dirty piece of crap. That's all I say. Wow. You goddamn freaking puta. Maricon. Oh Jesus Christ! You, no, lay Joe. Joe track. was pissed that day. Joe lay, was lay on the fucking track, goddamn bitch. <laughs> I couldn't tell. But, uh, yeah. That was so. And, and then the top of all, geek explained that she's where people with disabilities. She blocked us. Yeah, and that's the other thing too, right? Is navigating, right? Because I found myself like that. Like the first time I met Josh Barnett, I'm all like, huh, this dude. Like he's done, he's only a couple of years older than me. Youngest UFC heavyweight champion, you know, trained by Antonio Noki and Kazushi Sakuraba and Carl Gotch. Wow. Like, you know, a former IWGP champion. And again, like I'm listing his, his, his credentials. And like, that's all playing out in my head as he's standing three feet away from me. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I say to this guy who's literally a god, right? And, um, you know, it, luckily it went well, but there was a point where it was just like, it was every time I met him one time, it was awesome. And then he was kind of cold. And then the next time was awesome. So every other time he was awesome. And so we, you know, got to talk in and we had similar interests, similar friends and everything like that. And it just like, but what do you do? You know, like I got like that at AEW. Like, again, the pictures you saw on the social medias, those are the people that were at the bar, right? But then, like, you got Tanahashi walking around. Taz and uh, QT Marshall are playing chess, you know. Uh, That's insane. Did, yeah, Chris Kloss from XPW is hanging out in the lobby. Uh, you got, you know, um, Jesus, uh, uh, Athena. Is just hanging out, like you know, and that's just the 
you know, like at the arena, I got to shake hands with Chris Jericho and Tony Khan and William Regal and what awesome. They probably thought I was a dope. Cool. <laughs> noob trying to shake right. my hand. You know? like, who's that clown? Does he know yeah. how fireballs come out of my hands? Is that, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. A wizard. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, but it's it's all of those things and having to figure out a way to navigate through life, right? You know, and one thing that I realize is like not every like I want to be friends with everyone. That's just in my nature. Like my mom is from Fiji and my dad is from the Midwest. Two, like like cultures of nice people, right? Hospitable people, right? So it's in my nature to want to be great with everyone, right? And like, let's be friends. Let's just be friends, right? But not everybody's going to be want, want to be friends with you. Gotcha. And that's that's the hardest thing that I have come across in, in my career, right? Um, the fact that because we're... Even though you might, you're, you're like, I'm a podcaster, but when you get credentials to a show, you're media, right? And some people don't like, in within the business, don't like media because they just think, oh, you're a dirt cheap person. You're going, you, you know, you want something out of me, right? And how could you really, like, no, I just, if we never take a picture, if we never whatever, let me buy you a beer. Let me, you know, like whatever. And wouldn't you know who won the pony? Like I, I end up not not that I ended up, but like I might have, you know, purchased a drink for somebody, right? And I got like twenty minutes of Brody Lee stories. Oh wow, wow. dude! And I'm just I'd like, be like, dude. <laughs> but that's it, you know. And I'm, I might have been sitting with his cohorts, you know, in the the dark order, you know, okay. I, you know. So like. <laughs> yeah exactly and that was just you know like that was the best like 12 bucks i ever spent on a cocktail like a <laughs> you know like a cut water soda and whatever so you just you just never know but my, the, the best thing that you can do is put yourself out there and that's what you geek you joe have done is put yourself out there you know it gets clunky at times right managing different personalities you know, you you know, a two-person podcast. Go back to the Jim Crashers on YouTube and Facebook. And I I was on a podcast. I was one of three hosts, right? Wow. So it's hard. And with one guest, it's hard to manage that whole dynamic, you know? And so I know what it is, you know? And the, again, you guys show up. You guys do the work. You know, I am so proud of everything that you've achieved, and I can't wait to see you at the echelon that you guys want to be at. Um, and I'm going to be there cheering you on. That's yeah. that's it. You know. Uh, so again, well, I think Joe, did you already have a birthday? My birthday was yeah. April 29th. I kind of was uh, wanted to do a stream that day, but like, I didn't know if my parents are going to bring me out somewhere. But like I would have invited you. I was okay. trying. I, I wanted to do a humongous stream, like to the point that he was like, "No, too many people, Joe." Like I want to have you. I wanted like Tom Clark, the Peach, the people that I don't know. My yeah. but my buddy, Keith. Oh, you need it. You need to interview Shorty. Shorty, Shorty, Shorty okay? W. Oh my God, the woman is a wrestler. She's an a rapper. She's a singer. She's an artist. Wow. And number five, she's a sweetheart. Dang, right on. So sweet. She will rap. She, I mean, it's funny. I told this to Geek once. He said, I don't think he remembers it. 
I would have loved to seen a rap battle between her and John Cena. Oh Jesus, yeah. that's she could spit. That's, she yeah, could a... spit and she oh. curses too. I have to find the links for her rap. She she had a rap that was like. Even my dad's like, I don't understand British people that much, but whoa. Can I? I don't, I can't even play this song during a party. <laughs> like she was, I sent it to Geek. He's like, damn, she's spitting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 amazing, right? Um, where these over talented people, right? And then they have other interests, right? Like me, I'm I'm a MMA pro wrestling guy, right? Pro wrestling guy first, right? And those are my wormholes that I, you know, still, you know, venture down, right? But then when you know people start talking about Marvel movies, like it goes way over my head, or anime goes way over my head, or basketball or football, because in my head. It just wrestling and classic rock and whatever, you know. You ask me what happened, like who did Eric Clapton play with in '91 touring Journeyman? I can tell you all the players, couldn't wow. tell you one person who plays professional basketball, right? I couldn't tell you one Marvel movie at all to save my life, he right? Could be sad. He'd be like, What? Yeah. yeah. But see, but that's the thing, right? So, like in this instance of Shorty, right, where she raps, she wrestles, she does so many other things, you know. Yeah. And when it comes, like you're just like, oh my god, like I have the, just the one thing that I can talk to people, right? And if they can talk to people, they because being a wrestler, you, you know, do podcasts, you do different things and everything to promote yourself you're your own social media manager so that that they're so good and so proficient on so many different things you're like ah, i'm not worthy i feel like it you know and actually she wrapped her own theme song how about that there you go which get that, the memo that's what it's called that's you know again a, another cena john cena tie-in right like, oh my gosh so much right. of a tie-in with john yeah. cena and her finishing Max, Max Caster too. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> my god. That dude, that that guy is is one of the great stars. Again, anybody that that talks about AEW not creating stars, right? You look at those two, the acclaimed, right? Like uh, to be honest with you, there was a point when AEW first started, I could not tell you the difference between private party the acclaimed, uh, what is it? The top flight, and uh, the ones that the solo cups in the WWE. Oh, oh, those guys from WWE. The guys, yeah. yeah. What's it? They're not the primetime players. Uh, I know, I know, I know who you're thinking of. I know street uh, profits, street profits, street, street profits, right? Yeah. yeah. Th- those those four teams are interchangeable to me. I could not tell you when AEW first started. I could not tell you the difference between any one of those four teams. So you think they could start like an NWO NW Wolfpack giant team? You mean? No, 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 I, no. I just didn't understand it. I didn't know the appeal. I don't know why they got signed. I, no, I'm saying that that if if they if they did combine AEW and WWE, they would do like an NWO giant team. No, I thought they were all vanilla. Yeah, I, I, oh, okay. I, I thought they had. Yeah, I had. I thought they had no personality, right? Uh, uh, I was like, "What's this called the a uh, and giant NWO merger right there with the two three stables?" What? Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. 
like I like again when AEW first started and I got wind of the private party, the you know the acclaimed at top flight and, and over on the WWE side of things, the the street profits, I could not tell them apart. Like honestly, I, I couldn't. You know their moves. I couldn't tell you any one of their moves. I couldn't tell you any one of their promos or whatever. But the acclaimed has essentially um, proved me wrong, right? They've proved me wrong every time, like, you know, Max Caster's raps, Anthony Bowen's his actual wrestling ability. They remind me a lot of the one of my all time favorite, probably my all time favorite tag team in the Hart Foundation, Jimmy Anvil, Not Hart, and Bret Hart, mm. right? They remind me so much of them with different parts. Like, both of them are both Bretts, both of them are both Anvils and whatever. I'm so glad that I'm wrong. Right, you've seen Dante Martin, you know, not, you know, because his his brother's injured, you know, rise to you know a high echelon, like that's amazing, right? Street Profits, their promos are getting better and better every week. Yeah. Like, you know, I was so wrong about all of the well, Private Party. I still don't understand the guy that wrestles in the the tails with the King Koopa hairstyle. I still couldn't. You, you told me about Seamus too. You were told tell me about Seamus. So like, yeah, Seamus. I didn't see. I didn't see a lot of. I, like, there was a time when they were doing the WWE ECW deal, and he, you know what? What did they call it? The new superstar initiative or whatever. Yeah. And they were debuting guys you know, like Yoshi Tatsu, uh, Evan Bourne. You know the previous Matt Sidell. He's back to Matt Sidell, but they were all debuting. And Seamus was just like walking through the Bakersfield. And again, when we're talking about towns in California, in the WWE, Bakersfield is like the D town. It's two hours north of LA, two hours south of Fresno, right? So it's just in the middle. And uh, he was walking through. And somebody was like, do you want to get his, uh, you know, like autograph or you want to take a picture? I was like, no, that. Like, uh, what is it? Beaker looking motherfucker. <laughs> like, he's never going to make it. Three months later, he's the WWE champion. I'm like, you're, 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 I, I missed that one. I missed it. It's like that yeah. freaking thing from, uh, what's it called? Oh, my God. What's that baseball movie? I love to death, and I just forgot. The Here, here's a prediction right now. Here's Major leagues. You, that's a bit just, a bit just what, outside. <laughs> that's yeah, for you. I, I'm telling Joe this right now. And I t- I'm telling you, Woods, on the podcast, don't be surprised if the Shook Crew joins the Acclaimed. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. So I'm calling it. Yeah. But then, but then again, as great as the Shook Crew are, like, and as great as the Acclaimed are, do do you think that they might be taking away from each other if they joined up? Because, because they're kind of they're kind of they're kind of tag team partners and creator pro, so right. So like okay, so for me, right? Uh there's the Heart Foundation, and let's just say like LAX, right? Mm-hmm. And very similar to dynamic, right? You got the the power guys and Hernandez and at Jim the Anvil Nine Heart, respectively, right? And you got the more technical guys, right? You know, in, in, in this particular instance, yes, the notorious 187 homicide is a technical guy, but follow me, if you will, right? But that would be if you stuck Jim the Anvil Nine Heart and Hernandez in a tag team together, and if you hmm. stuck, you know, Homicide and Brett in a tag team together, 
they're too similar that it doesn't really work. I could be wrong. I was wrong about Sheamus. Yeah, you were so, wrong. Yeah, so th- th- that's to me. Like you, you want to have a little bit of a of a discourse, right? Like even the Bulldogs, right? You had Dynamite, who is a high flyer. He did the technical stuff, but he was he was the shorter, you know, you know, high flyer. The matches with Tiger Mask, obviously, right? And then you had Davy Boy, who is more the power guy, right? Yeah. They couldn't be exactly the same because if they're exactly the same. What's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Even the when NWO was at the 36 member mark, right? Yeah. Where they had Curly Bill and, you know, VK Wall Street, right? Like, yeah. They were still different, though, right? The Ministry of Darkness, the corporate ministry, those guys are different, except for, like, Edge and Christian. It wasn't until later that we got to decipher Edge from Christian. Right. Yeah. So sometimes guys being the same in the instance of like Edge and Christians, it works. But then sometimes you get like Los Conquistadors, and yep. it doesn't work. Yeah. 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 yeah so. I'm just, I'm just saying because they they're already teaming together now, like Max Caster and the Shakur. So it's like yeah. So so I could definitely see them AEW playing something into that in the future. Yeah, that could that could happen, you know. Yeah. But uh, you you never know, you know. It's it's crazy. the The wrestling industry changes on a dime. It seems like a week to week basis, right? We we came off of you know obviously the you know AEW shows in on the West Coast, and the very next week they had the McMahon scandal that could very well topple the the WWE as we know it you know yeah. and not to say that the WWE is in any danger of you know being defunct Vince McMahon still holds you know 51% of the company so there's no way that they're ousting him right but yeah who would have who would have thought that would have happened you know we would have thought like the week previous like the Sasha Banks Naomi you know that was the biggest thing Right, and then MJF cuts his promo, and then Punk gets hurt, and they're going into Forbidden Door, and like it just changes, you know, so quickly. So it's just, you know, I I want to see a world where, um, you know, everything is different. Like, you know, the the crew and and Max Caster, maybe they just keep it for Creative Pro to to, yeah. to make sure that the the people and the fans and the legion of Creative Pro friends get something special when they come to Creative Pro. They're, they never know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. You know, so it's it. But you know what I want more of in my wrestling universe? The dudes at Ringside Podcast. That's that, what. That's what I, I want. I want according to Woods Podcast as well. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you know, uh, doing a lot of things. I, I, I've got the According to Woods podcast, the principal podcast. Got uh, Voodoo in the Woods as well, the MMA show with Voodoo Maximus. We've got, um, you know, we're on Bodyslam.net. Shout out to Bodyslam.net. Um, you know, got things working with the Grappling Network. I got After 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, Christy Olsen, Steve Kaufman, and George Ramosa. So things are just going, you know, and I, I didn't think I, I hoped, you know, something would, would happen, you know, um, in, in my life and career. And it took like literally 
in a time where most people were having the worst times of their life, losing their jobs, losing family members to this, you know, COVID. Like, it was scary and everything like that. But it ended up being the most pivotal time of my career, right? And even before that, I had a five-year you know, career doing interviews at MMA and pro wrestling shows here in Southern California where, you know, I didn't get any money or, you know, like they were bad interviews. I didn't have the right equipment, but all of these things have made for what we have now. And again, the dudes at ringside podcast wouldn't exist if you two weren't friends for over 25 years, loving this amazing sport called pro wrestling, you know? So again, kudos to you. Um, you you guys are awesome. That that's yeah, it. I, I, you're awesome. I, I love you guys, man. You guys I'm are ever, yeah. You guys are great guys. Sends the promo that that fiery promo that Joe lit <laughs> into that one referee. Let's not get him started, folks. But I'm just I mean, yeah, like referee, again, no, not the ref. No, it wasn't the ref. Oh, it was somebody else. We're all okay. fair. I'll tell you who it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But again, you guys are doing incredible work. Just you know, shoot for the moon. Even if you land short, you land among the stars. Which yeah. means, hey, make your goals big as big can be. Because working towards those big goals might land you in a place where. Guess what? Some of the little girls get get worked out by trying to achieve that big goal. You don't want exactly. to set yourself small because guess what? With the internet, with everything like that, anybody can do whatever it is they want to do via the internet, right? They could start a podcast. They could be a, a social media influencer. They could start a whatever fan. Say whatever it is yeah. that you want to do, you can do. You don't have to do it. But with that being said this is a way to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. How many wrestling podcasts are there? Thousands for yeah, sure. Definitely. And, and, and I'm going to guarantee you 30% of them, if not 50% of them started during the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Where, definitely. But what do you guys do that separates yourself from the pack? Which again, that 25 year history, no co-host is going to have that with any one of their co-hosts. No. Right, the ardent love of pro wrestling. Yes, of course, you guys want to grow and whatever, but again, you do it for the love of the game. Right, I love the indies. Yeah. Like the indies yeah. is like yeah. the arm. That better, like in baseball terms, we like talking to the the homegrown heroes that everybody knows in the gyms and the small arenas. Mm. But know every day, and they're like, wow. Someone should help this guy, this girl, or this this per that person get known, and that's what we're doing. We like before we were like, okay, the local wrestlers are cool. That's cool. We love the locals, the Long Island boy, Long Island girl, the them. But now, me and Geek have set our satellite to people in different countries, mm-hmm. like the Scotlands. The Finlands, Australia, Portugal's. What was that? Australia, Australia's. Yeah. The like the big names like Savannah Summers, Izzy Shaw, yeah, Shorty, Alfie, like Geek, Jack- like, Jackson Arrow, Jackson Arrow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just so many names. You need to get interviewed, Jackson Arrow. He is a nice guy, super yeah. awesome. Owner of Outcast Pro Wrestling. Shout out yeah. to Outcast Pro Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Check out. Their YouTube channel, check out their Twitch. They are the boss. 
They're a great promotion that's in the small in the middle of the island of, of London, England. That's called Island of White. Island of White. Isle of White. Yeah, they have a big concert. They're, you know, the summer concerts where they have like, uh, you look up the Isle of White festival. Like it's a 40 year old, um, uh, you know, a concert festival that has had like the Stones, Eric Clapton, wow. uh, the. Dua Lipa, like every, like everybody from every genre of the last forty years, Jay Z, Kanye, they've all played the Isle of Wight Festival. So really? shout out to yeah, look up the Isle of Wight Festival, and I think they might be going. Like I think Glastonbury, the three big festivals are Glastonbury, um, which which just happened this past week, right in Scotland, um, and then the Isle of Wight. And then uh, Hyde Park, which is Eric Clapton's um, deal that he does in Hyde Park, London. But those are like the three big like summer events over in the UK. Um, but yeah, so the fact that he's representing Outcast Wrestling in the Isle of Wight, man, Isle of Wight is synonymous with great music. So I'm sure they're trying to make sure that Isle of Wight is synonymous with great wrestling. So shout out to Outcast Pro. Outcast is awesome and Renegade Pro as well, right? Yes, shout out to Renegade again. uh, Check out the first show, uh, no backup required. You might see this guy or hear this guy's uh commentary, one man commentary. Shout out to Jerry Slouse because he did it for so many years, it's a hard, hard job, whatever. But uh, they've got upcoming shows, um, called uh, Jesus Christ, they've got upcoming shows, two upcoming shows. Yeah, like told Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be good. That Jesus be Christ, good. dude, yeah. no, dude, yeah. Jesus Christ. One thing, Jesus we, one, one thing before we end it, um, I just wanted to say that it doesn't matter how many views you have; it just matters that you care about doing the podcast. That's that's. I mean, it yeah, here, it, does, here. It, it does matter. I mean, in a way, it does matter, but at the same time, you know, it's like as long as you care about doing what you're doing, and me and Joe just can, I have one person in the chat, nobody in the chat. We'll, we'll still do this podcast with zero audience. Exactly. And that's the spirit. So again, shout out to you guys. Happy birthday, Metal Geek. Happy belated birthday, even those four months past to Joe Panther Jr. Or th- third, the third, the third. Don't get it right or pay the price. Yes. But again, wash the dishes reset. in my in my casa. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Make you but work, baby work. <laughs> there we go. Dudes at Ringside Podcast. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Happy birthday, Geek. You guys are awesome. Uh, Gordon Woods, I'm out. And we'll catch you next one.